Welcome to today's message from Reach Community Church. We hope this message encourages and blesses you as we dive into God's Word. And now, for today's message. So we're in week seven of uh, the Beatitudes. If you're unfamiliar with the Beatitudes, they're at the very beginning of Jesus' longest recorded sermon, uh, sermon in Matthew 5. And it's, it's really Jesus' path to peace and joy and purpose and blessing. And we've talked about week after week this idea of blessing isn't in, in I think it's, it gets confused in American culture and American church that, you know, sometimes we think blessing is meaning that our bank accounts are going to be um, bigger and bigger and that our, our, our cars are going to get newer and newer and our houses are going to get bigger and bigger. And, and really blessing really means that we get to enjoy the presence of God. We get to enjoy the peace of God that comes from that life. And the best thing that you can do is humbly walk in this path. And so if you've been with us, uh, I'm going to read through the ones that we've already done and give you kind of just a highlight of them. So starting in Matthew 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This humility, this idea that I'm going to humble myself, that without Jesus, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. There's nothing in me that makes me valuable in Jesus without this sacrifice that he's done. There's no good works that I can accumulate that he's going to finally love love me, but I can humbly present myself to him. For blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This idea of brokenness. And this is a place that we need to live in. We live in this place of brokenness, this, this idea that without Jesus, I, I can't even do any of the things that we're going to talk about today. Without Jesus, I'm never going to be, and this is today's word, I'm never going to be a peacemaker. Without the understanding that I need Jesus the day that I meet him And every day until the day I am face to face before him. I'm never going to be not in need of Jesus. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who surrender to Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the dependent. Verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. This idea of this mercy test, are we merciful? Do we live in this place that we can literally give mercy to others that don't deserve it? Because Jesus was merciful to us when we didn't deserve it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And that's what we talked about last week, the authentic, the, the being real, And presenting ourselves not higher and not lower than we actually are, but being pure before God. And today we're going to be in verse 9, which is, Blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called sons of God. And what's, what's the opposite of that? If we're not peacemakers, what are we not? What, what, what does this say? 
Blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called sons of God. One of the direct representations of us being children of this gracious Heavenly Father is that we're peacemakers. And we're going to talk a lot about this. I'm probably, I probably have way too much scripture today. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. I think I was told I have 45 slides, and all we put on slides is the Word of God. And, and I just want to tell you that, to be completely honest, I could, I could guilt you into trying to be nicer. But it won't work. It'll work for today and maybe tomorrow, but Tuesday you're going to get in traffic and you're going to be like, not a peacemaker. But if the word of God can get so in us that it transforms who we are, it'll change us from moment to moment. So here's the products of being a peacemaker. James 3 verse 18. It says, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This is what we're going to talk about a lot today is what are you sowing? Because what we sow, we will reap. And if you're sowing things that aren't of the gospel, aren't of the heart of God, we're going to reap those things. And sometimes, to be completely honest, we're getting what we sow. And we're angry because that's the fruit that we have instead of being angry at why am I sowing it? Proverbs 12.20 Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. You want more joy? Plant peace. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. What we plant will be what we reap. And if you're an angry, frustrated person, you need Jesus. We, we can't just fix, and I, I'm just going to, let me just confess this. I'm not the nicest person in the world. Like most people see me, experience me, I, like I seem like a really nice guy, and I am a really nice guy. But not always. So much so that last night, literally, and I won't tell you about it, but I I dream a lot at night. And I actually, sometimes I pray at night before I go to bed, just like, God, just don't mess with me in my dreams. Just let me just, yeah, I don't know if anybody else is there, but like dreams can just weird you out the next day. And, and, and I I prayed last night. I'm like, God, you know, it prepared my heart. And I had a dream about conflict. Well, somebody, like, in my dream, and in my dream, someone's accusing me of not being a great parent about, because of the situation that happened, and I was getting frustrated. Like, how dare you? Like, I think my kids are pretty good. And it's, it's a dream. I woke up this morning, and I was just like, what is going on? And I, I've been reading this book, which I highly recommend if you've never read any of Paul David Tripp. Uh, he has a book called Instruments in the Redeemer's Hand. I've read it three or four times. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite books as far as, I mean, like it's just laced with the gospel. And it's the, the byline of it is, is people in need of change, which is us, helping people in need of change, which is everyone else. And he, chapter five, and this is no lie, chapter five of his book is on the text that we're getting ready to get into in James 4. And so I've been listening to it. I've read it twice, and I'm listening to it on Audible. Uh, and I just like something about five. I just couldn't. And then, so then I read 
I got my book out and I read chapter five. And it, it like, I, I recommend, I recommend a, a, a thorough study on what I'm going to skim through today. And so what's our problem or the reason we're not peacemakers? And I think it's in James 4. Let's just get into it. So I I want to have to tell you, starting in verse 1, it says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not that your passions are at war within you? Every time you get frustrated and blame your frustration on what? Something or someone else. We do this. Traffic. But uh, did you leave early enough to compensate for traffic? I mean, anybody that drives over this bridge knows that it's a risky business. Like you, do, you just don't know. Like you, if you're not, if you're not taking into account that it's going to, you know, but or or it's like this person did this or this person did this. We we have this reasons and and I loved in his book when he was talking about um, uh, Paul David Tripp when he was talking about this idea is, you know. In the same situation, and this is how we know that it's, it's in us. In the same situation, the same scenario, the same person, the same conflict, some person can handle it perfectly, and then the other one will lose their mess. And so we know that it's us, and here's what James is doing. He's telling us right now that it's what's at war within us. It's this thing we have to fix within us. Verse 2, it says, you desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it in your passions. This is something, a conviction. And just, I've started praying, we have property, um, right down the road from here, and I've started praying on it three days a week and just going out there and, and reading this and, and feeling this, like, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm warring within myself because the selfish desire of, like, God, I want something here. I want something now. And, and then I feel like I'm confessing to God, like, God, I want this, but, like, is it just because I want it? I mean, I was praying um, during worship, and I'm like, God, do something today. And, and I, I'm, it's like I'm telling God, don't do it for me because there's a part of the pastor that would love to see God move in the service. And then the pastor can go. Look how good I am. And some of the things we're not receiving from God because we're asking it just for you. And I I truly believe that the gospel is an other mentality. Others. If you're looking at the gospel for only what it's going to do for you, I think you've missed the whole point of the gospel. Jesus is never, in my opinion, we're going to talk about some texts that I think back this up. Jesus is never going to do anything just for you. And I know that seems bad. You're like, why? What, what does that mean? And like, because if God does something in you, that that he did in you is going to affect other people. It's never just for you. And sometimes... Honestly, the things that we're asking for, the things that we want God to do, are just for us. And until we can change this, and I think this is what's going on in these Beatitudes, he's talking about your heart, which we're going to get into. Like, if we don't, if we don't fix what's going on inside of your heart, we can look at these logically as a behavior modification tool, that thinking, well, I need, just need to be these things. 
And the truth is, you cannot just decide to be these things. This is at the surrender of Jesus. He helps you become these things. Verse 4, it says, You adulterous people, you do not know, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be friends with the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is not on purpose? Do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that has made to dwell in us? I mean, and he's talking about adultery here, but he's talking about spiritual adultery. Because he yearns for you. The things that he wants to give you, the things that he wants to change in you, he wants because he wants you. He wants you completely. No one's spouse wants to hear, you're my favorite today. You're on the top of the list today. And I mean, the relationship we have with the Savior, with Jesus, is the same. Jesus doesn't want to be our favorite today when we need him. He wants to be our favorite completely, every day. And that spirit, I think some of the conflict that's going on inside of you is that Holy Spirit that God's deposited in his children is not going to allow you to be satisfied with being a spiritually adulterous person. And that tension that you have inside of you is not going to be at peace until you deal with what's going on inside your heart. Verse 6, it says, but he gives... More grace. Thank the Lord. Here's this war that's going on inside of us. And he's saying, hey, but he's going to give us grace. Therefore, he says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. This is what's going on. If you want purpose and destiny, I I, I believe and I, I hope that you're in this room enough to have this belief that God's created you for relationship with him. The only place that you're going to be satisfied is growing in that relationship, surrendering to that relationship. And everything else that's dividing that attention is messing with you. And I'm not talking about, I think sometimes when pastors talk about dividing attention, you're like, well, I work and I'm married and I have all these other things. All of those things God can still work in and through. So here's the big idea of what we're going to try to develop. Is that if we're going to develop peace in the world, we have to let Jesus develop peace in our hearts. This, this turmoil that's going on inside of us, we have to deal with it. And part of that is you have to start asking your, yourself this question, why am I angry right now? Why did I just lose it for whatever? Because if we're not going back to this why, then we'll ignore this thing that's going on inside of us. And it'll always lead you to a root 
that is being fed that you need to remove. It'll always remove, move you to this place that you've got, you've got to deal with. We cannot give what we're not experiencing. If we want peace, if we want to become peacemakers, we have to experience peace. And the best way to become peacemakers is living in this humble, brokenness, surrendered, independent life. Like these, these, these sermons this week aren't, or, or these last seven weeks aren't just to stir and go, oh, I should. Oh, that would be great. It's to continue. Your relationship with Jesus was never meant to be stagnant. It was never meant to be just a one and done. I, I, and, and you've heard my story, um, or if you haven't, if you're new here, I um, grew up in church my entire life. And when I was 16, I was definitely afraid of going to hell. I kind of went half to a Baptist church, was probably where I got the hell stuff from, and um, went to a Presbyterian church on the other side of that. And to, I, I naively decided I was going to get baptized, sprinkled, because at the Presbyterian church, um, so that I could make sure that I'd go to heaven. Because I wanted, I wanted to go to the good place. I didn't want to go to the bad place. But I, I didn't give Jesus my heart. I just did something for him so that I could get something back, which wasn't right. And two years later, I said yes to Jesus. And this is the journey that I've been on for the last 25 or six years. And the journey's not over. And your, your journey's not over. The, the reason why we talk about these things, the reason why we're in Scripture, the reason why we're challenging what you're thinking and feeling and how you're living your life is because Jesus wants to invade the places that you're not allowing him in right now. So what is a peacemaker? A peacemaker is someone who fights for people and not against them. Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Your war is not against flesh and blood. I'm telling you, husbands and wife, your war is not with each other. But that's where, that's where we see it. We're like, oh, they are so done. And we get frustrated. And, and when these things are going on around us, we look at it only through the lenses of flesh and blood. And here God is saying, hey, our war is not against flesh and blood. That's where we see it. But we've got to be spiritual enough to go, God, what is going on behind the surface? 1 Thessalonians 5.15 See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seeks to do good to one another and to everyone. Remember, our fight is not... Our fight is for people and not against them. Another thing is someone who knows that relationships are more important than anything we're fighting over. People are more important than the issue. And we're, in a, we're divided, whether it's COVID, whether it is abortion, whether it is Democrats or Republicans. There are so many things that we're, we're separating a relationship with someone because of an issue. And I'm not saying those issues aren't important. 
but the people are more important. And we can never get to fixing the issue if we can't get to the people. Matthew twenty two thirty seven it says, And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great this is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. How are we doing with that? Like he simplified all of his rules to this. Literally, if you obey those two, you obey everything. Because if you love God, you're going to be surrendered to God. You're not going to do any of those things against God. And if you love people like yourself, how does that change our interactions with other people? Most of our issues is we don't love other people like ourselves. We're, we love them like, or don't love them, but we treat them like they're the enemy. Here's another one. Someone... Uh, more interested in brokering peace, and this is hard, than being right. A peacemaker, someone that's more interested in brokering peace than proving that you're right. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I like being right. <laughs> Especially when I'm right, which isn't, which isn't all the time. But how many times are we <laughs> losing? And, and husbands and wives, you've been there where you're not, <laughs> you know that you've passed the line. <laughs> like, even if you have won the argument and you are now been proven right, you've lost. <laughs> come, come on now, right? Right? Hebrews twelve fourteen. it says, strive for peace with everyone. And for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God. That no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble. And by it become defiled. So much of what we do in interacting with other people is... is and not always. I mean, let me tell you. When I'm, when I'm throwing out examples, some of these don't hit you. Some of these are like, no, 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 not my issue, not my issue. And that's fine. I'm not saying this is everyone's issue. But what I am saying is we need to be more interested in bringing peace than we are about being right. Romans 14, 1, it says, As for the one who is weak in the faith, welcome him. And do not quarrel over opinions. How many of our relationships... Are, 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 are tossed to the ground, are, are ash because of opinions. And those opinions may be really important to you, but they're still opinions. So what is a peacemaker? Here's another one. Someone is focused more on similarities than differences. Galatians 3.28, he says, There is Neither Jew nor Greek, there was neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. I think sometimes we disagree on minor things and separate ourselves and isolate us from other people. Because we're so fixated on this one little thing instead of looking at these similarities that we have. And in all of these, I'm not talking about doctrine. I'm not talking about the big things that we're going to die over, okay? 
which there are some of those that will, would separate people um, of faith, depending on how they believe about these things. But I'm talking about other things. So what is a peacemaker? It's someone who understands the power of peace. Romans 12:18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. 2 Corinthians 5:16. It says, "From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation." The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he make him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He is doing this for us so that we can do this for others. Church, the mission of God is never going to be accomplished is that if your only Christian experience exists in this time on a Sunday morning. Being a peacemaker means going into our world and establishing friendships with people that are different than us so that we can have relationship and equity enough to speak into their life. It's, it's the mission that he's called us on. And not just the church. If you are a son or daughter of God, he's called you to this place, this position of being ministers of reconciliation. Jesus was more interested in peace, so much so that he came and went to the cross to establish, to broker peace for us. We often would rather be more be political, social, or cultural leaders than spiritual leaders. Jesus' mission was bigger. His calling was higher, and so is yours. Look, I'm not saying politics aren't important. I'm not saying social justice is not important. I'm not saying that cultural things aren't influential. But our primary is Jesus and the gospel. And if those things take a higher tier than the gospel, than being spiritual leaders, then we have an issue. Because those things aren't going to change our world, Jesus is. So how do we do this? You can grieve with someone without agreeing with them. Because some of you are in your mind, you're thinking about these things that are going on, that you're like, well, these people and those people, Jesus interacted with those people all the time. Loved them, encouraged them, welcomed them in. And we, we've talked about this not too long ago, where, you know, the woman of the city came in and touched him. And the Pharisees were like, if this was a real prophet, he would know who was laying their hands on him, and he would be impure. 
See, we can be with people in their pain and in their hurt. It's not the same as agreeing with their perspective of their pain. See, pain can be distort our perspective. But let's don't miss our opportunity because we disagree with someone. There's so many things that we, we isolate our peop- ourselves from other people because of these, these things that we can love. I mean, Jesus interacted with culture. Jesus interacted with a hurting. And it changed people. We don't demand anyone to agree with in order to let them close in a moment of pain. Listen to this in Galatians 6.1. It says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Jesus never allowed someone else's pain or immaturity to bait him into a fight or force him to pick sides. We often misunderstand the causes that what causes change to happen. Listen to this in Romans 2, 4. It says, Or... Do not presume that the riches of his kingdom and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. His kindness to us. Now, how is that working out in us? There's a a story, or not a story, an interaction that Jesus had in Mark 12. This is where we're, we're getting to. If you don't change what's going on in your heart... You can't be a peacemaker. You can't live in that place. And Jesus was challenged about the, by the religious leaders that should, is it lawful for them to pay taxes to Caesar? He, they wanted to trap him. And Jesus, being wise as he is, he, 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 um, he asked for a coin. And someone handed him a coin and he says, whose image is on the coin? And in, Coin And in Mark um, 12, verse 17, Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And they marveled at him. And he, what he's saying here is like, give what to the world is the world's, but give to God what is God's. And he wants our heart. See, we can be so caught up in these things and these desires of our hearts that we miss what he's trying to do for us. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. In Romans 5.1 it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have obtained access by faith into his grace, in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of our Lord. <clears throat> Sorry. And we rejoice in hope from the glory of God. If we're going to be peacemakers, we've got to let God wreck our hearts. We, we've got to allow him to bring peace here. 
We cannot give to others what we don't have. I'm going to invite our worship team back up. There's conflict galore. There, there is so much practical things that you can do today because here's the reality of our text today, our, our one verse, our one beatitude. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Part of who we are is being people who bring peace. And part of the peace that we're bringing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have you allowed that peace to rest in you? Because we cannot give our world peace. We cannot deal with the conflict within our soul if we're not allowing Jesus to bring peace to us. Some of us are trying to make our own peace through Jesus. Like we're, we're trying to use Jesus to have peace instead of allowing Jesus to transform us, to give us this ministry of reconciliation that he's called us to. Some of us are ruining relationships right now because we're more interested in being right than we are of exposing people to the truth of who God, God is. And they see Jesus. And this is potentially sad for the world through you. People's experience and view of Jesus is going to be shaped by you. Especially if they know that you are a Christian. And part of the reason why we're doing these series and we're talking about these Beatitudes is because we want people to live this life. We want people to wrestle with this life because this, if the, the literal blessing that we get is by seeing God's power working through us. And the big part of that is how we are going to bring peace and we have to let it settle here. So I have a prayer that if you want to pray with me, you can pray. And then we're going to worship. And part of what needs to happen today is that if you've been the conflict bringer and not the peace bringer, confess it. Deal with it. Lay it before Jesus. Start asking yourself, why is this happening? Why are you angry? If Jesus has brought peace to you, why are you settled here? And a lot of it, if I'm going to be completely honest, is we don't trust him. We view his peace from afar, afar instead of allowing his peace to rest in us. So here's the prayer. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you that even when my heart was at war with you, you came to make peace with and for me. Would you fill my heart with peace? I admit that I am not perfect and that I have made mistakes, but I believe that you died for me and I want to walk with you. Jesus, we want peace and joy. We want your presence to be in our life. 
And we want to see what you want from us. Lord, we, we want you to move. Lord, we cannot be the peacemakers, the peace bringers, until we settle this peace in the war that's within us. So would you settle that today? Lord, would you let us see the glory and the mercy that you've shown us by receiving on yourself our due penalty? Let us today be people that are so humbled by what you've done for us that that leaks into every other part of our life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, be sure to visit us online at reachcommunitychurch.com. 